0: Welcome to the Dave and Steve Show. This is normally where I say sitting right alongside me and I do my whole spiel. This week, things are a little bit different. Uh, Steve was not able to make the show this week. He had something come up last minute, and that forced us to get creative, which is exactly what we have done. We've gotten creative in the form of Tracy and I putting together a best of, and we think it's a best of you're going to really like. So... The way this works is we actually, in true Dave and Steve show fashion, we didn't actually coordinate this properly. We didn't do any kind of due diligence here. I just basically said, Tracy, I'll put together some clips for the first part of the show. Then when we do the break, I'll hand it off to you. You can do your clips for your part of the show. We'll stick them together. We'll have a best of show. And that way, everybody's happy. I don't know if anybody's happy or will be happy after listening to this show. But the point is, we put together a best of And we're going to kick that off right now before, because I know, listen, I know it's just like, it's, I look at it like this. When a band goes out and records a best of album or compiles a best of album, they always record one or two new tracks to put on that best of album. So it's not just recycled stuff. There's a couple of things for fans who want to get that fix of the band. They get those couple of new tracks. So there's something new to chew on as well. So. Tonight is no exception to that rule. We actually have a best of, but both Tracy and I are bringing you a brand new segment as well. Or not a brand new segment, but a new version of an existing segment. See, this is normally where the other guys would step in and tell me I was being stupid and and actually say the thing I was trying to say. They're not here to do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get to my first brand new track, as it were, right here on the Dave and Steve show. (music) The proud tradition of Thursday night comedies continue this fall on the D.A.S. Network. What do you get when you take a random clip from America's favorite podcast and slow it down to half speed? Drunk Dave and Steve with Tracy.
1: Watermelon isn't what I, what it used to be when I was a kid. I don't even know really what it tastes like anymore. When I get a watermelon, I I feel like I'm, uh, I'm getting an essence of watermelon and and the only thing that truly tastes like what I imagine watermelon truly is is bubblegum and I don't chew that either so I don't I don't yeah. know what to say
0: it's a, it's an awful awful flavor Steve You gotta be, you gotta be anti watermelon, being so pro peach. Am I right?
2: I, I, so I, I don't like, I, 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 I'm not a fan of the watermelon, and yeah, yeah, let's pile on all this. Let's, let's, Let's take on big watermelon. Um. Suck it, watermelon! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that was the uh the new track that frankly should have been left off of any album let alone a best of. That that felt like the uh the filler track that nobody wanted to record with good reason. All right, we're going to keep things moving. Uh so I don't know, again, I don't know anything about how Tracy is structuring the back half of this best of. You're going to have to go listen to that to find out. But I tried to put at least a little bit of structure to the clips that I assembled. And the best theme I could come up with was uh, the fact that the three of us, the three hosts of this show are old. I feel like often I, you know, it's the, the thing you've heard many times about how we're going to have to explain to our kids what a rotary phone was or what a chalkboard was or all these different things. This is sort of how I am. I often feel like one of the three of us will delve into something from yesteryear. And by yesteryear, typically, I mean, late 70s, early 80s, because that's when we were all, you know, really, that's when a lot of our memories or a lot of the things we discuss on the show are from. And I often think about the fact that nobody knows what these things are that we're talking about. Nobody has any frame of reference, especially the, the folks who are under the age of 30 who listen to the show. And so I often feel like I've got to take a step back and say, wait a minute, we should probably explain what Whatever the thing is, we're currently talking about is, for those of you who don't understand, we'll just go off on a story about Alf, for example, the 80s sitcom. And nobody knows that Alf was a, a bad sitcom about a stuffed puppet that pretended that was supposed to be an alien who had crash landed in a family's backyard in suburbia somewhere and was now living with them and trying to eat their cat. Like, it sounds so ridiculous when I say it. But it was a real sitcom, and for those of you who've never heard of it, that I didn't—I didn't just make that up. So, I thought I would sort of touch on a few of the moments where we sort of reminisced about yesteryear, like that. And we're going to kick things off right now. Previously on the Dave and Steve Show, you guys? Said... It, speaking of uh, old people, do you guys know that uh, today I learned that Cher turned seventy-five years old? Really? Cher is seventy-five years old.
1: Cher is the same age as Steve's mom. How is
2: mm-hmm.
0: that? How? I, well, that's true, Steve. It, it's. Today your mom's birthday? No. Oh, okay. It was the 18th. I was gonna say, how did I go this long knowing you and not know that your mom and Cher shared a birthday together? Shared a birthday.
2: <sighs> oh, great! That's great. I I sunnyed a birthday with. <laughs> oh god, that's terrible. Oh,
0: yeah. That's I, so my son and I were riding in the in the car, and we heard that uh, that she had had the birthday, and she had turned. So then I had to, like, awkwardly try to explain to my son, who's 13, who this movie, or this, not movie star, but TV star, I guess movie star. She did a few movies. She was known for and I think, won an Oscar for one. So it's not like she She couldn't. She
2: also sang a bit.
0: Right. But trying to explain who this entertainer was, I guess, is what I should have said, from an era long since past, that he has no... Like, I'll, I'll tell you, and for you young'uns out there listening, don't worry about this next part. I'll keep it brief. Even trying to explain to my son what a variety show was. (laughs) (laughs) And the only saving grace for me was that we had seen a couple years back, they did a reboot of the gong show and Michael Mm -hmm. Myers hosted it. Mike Myers hosted it. And so I was able to say, it was kind of like that gong show that we used to watch where they would have different acts come out and do things on a stage in front of a live audience. And then at, le- at least sort of clicked with him. But yeah, the, the, when I said, ho- oh, I had no idea. Share was 75. I didn't realize that I was going to have to spend the next eight and a half minutes trying to explain what a share was, what yeah, a variety and, show
1: was. And, what. And as difficult as that is, think about how impossible it'll ever be to explain what circus of the stars is. Right. Oh. Yeah.
2: Oh my god, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or or battle battle of the, of the network. network stars,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that wow. one's that yeah. one's a little easy because I could just tell him, imagine one of the Kardashians competing in Wipeout, and then he'd yeah. at least be able to put some of it together. Uh, yeah. there you
2: go. That, that's that's yeah, and that's and better. Yeah, you no want no to
0: trapeze,
1: you though,
2: watch yeah. t- Tony Dow uh delight you for a minute and a half on trampolines. <laughs>
1: <laughs> things
0: keep rolling on this episode of the Dave and Steve show. A little bit of a best of, a couple of new bits, and a whole lot of fun. That was so stupid. I'm sorry. Uh th- we're we're talking about the fact that Steve and Tracy and I are old and all we know how to talk about it seems is is old things. We talk way too much or have talked way too much on the show about an old horrible 80s sitcom called bj and the bear about a guy who drove a truck and his companion and partner his ride-along partner in his semi truck was a chimpanzee it seems to come up we reference it often we'll often throw out the name probably because it's a stupid name just like it was a stupid show but we mentioned bj and the bear often we were talking 80s uh, theme songs for tv shows and of course. Of course it had to come up previously on the Dave and Steve show.
2: I'm sorry, but I really have to know this right now. Like what, what is, what are like your favorite TV theme songs? Uh, Dave and Tracy, I got to know. What?
0: So, so it's weird and I wouldn't call this my favorite, but it, what I will say is the theme song. Cause my wife likes the show. I like the show. We watch it a fair amount. Uh, friends, friends has yeah. a, an opening. I'll, I'll give you an, and I'll, an, Trust me, this all makes sense in a second. The I watch The Office all the time. My son loves The Office. We watch The Office all the time. One of the most grating pieces of intro music ever. I Any chance I get, I skip that song immediately, and I'm talking the U.S. office. But, friends, I can listen to that song every time, and I'm somehow okay with it. I don't mm. mind that song at all. And so, as far as, like, do I have a favorite? Back in the day, I used to like the, as Tracy said, the Baywatch theme song, because that was the dude who used to sing for the first survivor that was Jimmy Jameson or whatever his name was. Yeah. And he I'll like
1: be ready.
0: Yeah. I dug that song at that period yeah. in my life, but I can't think of any song right now from a, from a TV show that I just think, wow, I love that song.
1: What about you, Steve? A, oh, go ahead. Tracy. I have a love-hate relationship with uh, "Bosom Buddies" as a theme because Billy Joel's "My Life" is a really classic uh, a song, call. but yeah, that yeah. wasn't Billy Joel's version. Yeah. So I, when I hear it, I like. I like the song, but I'm always thinking about how it's not quite as good uh, as it could be. But uh, nothing. I, I still think, for me, the King of the Hill. Um, mm-hmm is uh still at the top for me to pull it back
0: to roger klein which we were talking about in the during the break
1: (laughs) absolutely and it's a it's an instant classic and we found we never skip it
0: yeah yeah i do like that song steve how about wait well wait hang on before before we get to you and this could play a commercial and i hope it doesn't so let's find out here Uh, but before we get to steve let me just see if this works uh it's buffering give it one second here (laughs) lots of slow motion shots of the car
2: the car was the top build.
0: so cheesy yeah but i mean say what you want they they built a song like that had a had a strong chorus it's it's well done like and it's called drive i mean come on it's about cars so steve how about you go
2: ahead I love TV theme songs. I, I love, I love a lot of them. There's a lot, there, there's a few that I can't stand. Like, um, uh, show uh, me that smile again. Show me that
3: smile. Uh,
2: that's I, I can give or take that one. The that's one the that I really song. don't like, I really don't like Starsky and Hutch. I just hate that theme song. Cause it's just, it's just a train wreck of a theme songs. Like somebody put together and it's, it's mixed poorly. It's horrible. Um, the Munsters is one of my favorite theme songs. Oh yeah, um, just yeah. because it's a cool riff and it's kind of I a be-
1: surf. It's kind of a surf song, a little very, bit there. Yeah, yeah. very, very An much. Aven- so. Ventures style. Yeah.
2: Um, and I loved uh, like the Fall Guy theme song. I really, uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, and Rockford
1: Files. You were always into that
2: one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The The Fall Guy theme so- song is just it's just a talky thing about. About um it basically just explains the premise of the song, and I I had to explain this to Zach about theme songs and why they were important. Like like if you didn't watch the theme song to Gilligan's Island, you were confused. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. Like, what the, the hell is going on? Okay, hang
0: hang on, hang on. Let's see if this works.
2: Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell. But I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine.
0: Okay, hang on, this is really him singing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's uh, Lee Majors. Okay. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, going fast with the girl named boa but somehow they just don't end up as mine. Yeah, it sounds like he wrote it too. Um, but... <laughs> It's, it's also from the day so and age of the way the lee majors is he talking
1: about bo derrick yes yeah he's talking yeah. he's talking
2: about farah he's dropping yeah. all these. yeah games. i heard that
1: but the bo derrick that did yeah. he really is that is he just bragging is he talking out of school or
2: uh, he, he's he's talking about being uh a, um a, a stunt man he's that's all he's talking he's talking about that's the character he plays as a stunt man so he's been with all these women as a stunt man but to your
0: point steve like he is he is weaving a tail through that song so that intro is two minutes and 40 seconds long you had to sit through two minutes and 40 seconds of the same song every single week to watch your episode
2: exactly and the same thing with bj and the bear <laughs> now i hate i hate to bring it back to bj and the bear but if you didn't listen to bj and the bear the theme song, you were confused the <laughs> entire episode. You had no idea what the hell was going on. It- <laughs>
0: This is so bad.
1: I'm <laughs> just kidding. picturing me like just tapping my foot in the living room. As a
2: and that dude sang it too. Greg Evigan sang the song for that. The best part is they're showing clips of like him goofing around with the monkey. The,
0: excuse me, the chimp in the front seat. And he's like reaching over and tickling him, but being very
2: deliberate not to make eye contact with him. Oh, as he. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, oh. That chimpanzee had had enough of, of BJ's antics oh my god oh um yeah so the, i mean the theme songs i really like so i'm i'm driving down the road the other day and i have my i have my collection of music on shuffle well the love boat theme comes on and i pull up next to um and i'm and i'm playing it loud i pull up next to a car that is uh, that it's it's their um it's a convertible and it, it starts playing, and I just casually look over at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that. This is the instrumental, but the part where, where the thing, well, hold on, right here.
1: Exciting and new.
2: So I'm lip syncing this entire song at this red light, and we we both we both missed the cue for the green light, and somebody honked behind us, and the guy just waved at me. It was a great afternoon.
0: Speaking of great afternoons, we here at the Dave and Steve Show are hoping you're having a great afternoon, a great week, a great day, a great month, a great year, whatever you want to have. We hope it's great. We're gonna keep things rolling. I have one more best of clip to bring you today. Uh, this one is another throwback to us talking things retro. But this shows, we listen, everybody thinks I'm the dick on the show. Uh, everybody thinks I'm the one who's aggressive on the show. Uh, maybe Tracy takes the aggression side of things further than I do. The simple fact of the matter is the one of us who has that little bit of a dark side, it's always the quiet ones. That's what they always say. And Steve is the one who always preaches brother and sisterhood and being environmentally friendly and love your neighbors and all those different things. And yet out of all of us, he did what is arguably the most inappropriate thing ever done with an 80s television show ever. Don't believe me? Take a listen. Previously on the Dave and Steve show.
2: And not only that, I would like to also point out, not only did I not mention the dumb headband that Dave's wearing. Right. But but they went out of their way to pick on my polo shirt that I'm wearing today. It's like, I thought we said no polo shirts. I thought that was the first thing that we said when we started this backup, no polo shirts. And immediately they they give me crap about like like this is a regular like a regular polo shirt that i'm comfortable to be wearing.
0: clear it's not just the polo shirt either it's the fact that laura ingles has buttoned her polo shirt up to the topmost button available uh, on the polo no, shirt
2: that is incorrect this is the top button it was the second button down this is now i look like a now i look like a complete <laughs> dumbass there we go. Yeah, now. Now, now, now you do. Now, yeah. well, now, now, just now. Half dumbass, just full now. dumbass. Yeah,
1: yeah. You you actually went Laura Ingalls on that. That's yeah, uh, that's interesting. And uh, are you talking about from from <laughs> the from the TV show or the or the author Laura? Because being, you know, no, part?
0: from the TV show. You know, in the time of the settlers when they were settling the land, the the Great U.S. of A. They often wore buttoned-up polo shirts. That was one of their oh. staples that they wore yeah, in on the wagon books. trains.
2: Laura Ingalls was also a best-selling author. I, I would have taken serious offense if you would have said Carrie Ingalls because uh, that's the girl that fell down in the beginning um, as she's running down the hill, and she looks stupid oh, every right. single time. That's right, so. yeah.
1: Yeah, the, I, I always loved Mary, even though when she was blind. But part of me thought, well, if she's blind, maybe I have a chance.
2: You have a shot. I, but, I, but she I, operates like mostly on touch. So, I mean, you'll, you'll, have, yeah, you'll have a chance yeah, as long as you only talk to her.
1: Yeah, there's an expiration point. On that. Yeah,
0: get... Gr- growing up with Steve, Steve would, anytime <clears throat> Little House on the Prairie came on, Steve would shush the entire room, and he would wait as though he were holding an imaginary rifle in his hand. (laughs) He'd tell everybody, shut up, shut up, shut up, until everybody quieted down, no matter who was in the room. Then he would hold the imaginary rifle. He would fire a single shot just as the girl fell. (laughs) And he would kill the little girl each time during the intro to Little House of the Fruit.
2: I still do that. It's the greatest thing. If it if, if it ever comes on, I'm like, hey Zach, watch it. Check this out. Like the first time, like the first time it happened, and he was really young. I I, I just held up like a like a regular finger 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 gun, and bang and then she falls she drops right into the grass and you don't see her for like a split second and i looked over at my son and he was like holy shit yeah my father just <laughs> killed somebody on a rerun yeah
0: he's one sick puppy folks you have to agree all right now is the point of the show where i have done my work i can get the hell out of here I'm going to hand it off right after a break. I'm going to hand it off to my good friend and co-host, Tracy. You may know him, The Dave and Steve Show with Tracy. He's kind of a big deal. But I'm going to hand it off to him. I have no clue what he has in store, but I know Tracy is going to pull through. He always does. So quick break on The Dave and Steve Show. We'll be back right after this.
1: John Tortello Games and The Dave and Steve Show Fun Factory proudly present the hottest new game on the market. The official Dave and Steve Show board game. Set up the board, grab the dice, and take on the exciting role of middle-aged men pretending to be radio personalities at home as you recreate all of your favorite Dave and Steve Show moments.
3: One, two, three, four. Oh, neat. I landed on the What Did You Do Last Week square. Time to draw a card and find out what exciting stuff I get to talk about. It says allergies acting up. That's kind of lame. I'm going to draw again. Yard work? Hang on, let me try one more. Crockpot recipes? Oh, what
0: the f!
1: Nothing recreates the sadness of three aging has-beens living out their radio fantasies quite like the official Dave and Steve Show board game.
3: One, two, three. Uh-oh. Draw a technical difficulties card. I wonder what that will be. Internet problems, bad mic. Oh shoot, my webcam isn't working. Back two squares I go.
1: And the official Dave and Steve show board game is fun for the whole family.
3: Watch out dad, you're about to land on.
0: Oh no! I landed on the body rash square!
3: I guess we know what you'll be talking about the next three turns.
1: The Dave and Steve Show board game comes with everything you need. Just strap on the plastic Dave and Steve Show headphones Toy headphones not functional. Grab your Dave and Steve Show microphone Toy microphone does not work. And roll the dice to see who will be first to hit fame and fortune.
3: Let's see. It looks like I get to book a guest. Time to draw a guest card! Oh, I hope it's someone famous. It says here, you reach out to a C-list celebrity, but they never email you back. Lose two churns, huh? That's weird. That's what all these guest cards say.
1: So race out today to your favorite gaming store, department store, or wherever high quality board games are sold, and ask for the official Dave and Steve Show board game.
2: You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Steve of the Dave and Steve Show. Believe me when I tell you that the official Dave and Steve Show board game is the best Dave and Steve Show board game you can buy. Or my name isn't Steve, of the Dave and Steve Show, makers of the hit board game, the official Dave and Steve Show board game.
3: Hey everybody, let's order some wild horse pizza and play another round.
2: Yeah! Yeah!
1: A lot of people don't know this, but California has actually deputized Santa Claus, who acts as a peace officer in the off-season. I mean, the North Pole pretty much runs on autopilot and is a well-oiled machine. Just a quick listen to any of our Christmas episodes and visits to Santa's village will tell you that he can pretty much do what he wants in the other months of the year. Being a policeman though is a difficult job, but who better to do this than Deputy Chris Kringle? Who else can properly profile a ne'er-do-well more accurately than a guy who actually keeps a naughty list? this has been tracy's yeah dave santa and a police officer minute thank you dave and welcome to the with tracy portion of the clip show split format as dave mentioned we put our halves together without talking to each other and without any planning except that we agreed to mix some fresh content with some clips from past shows. About every three months, we stop to remind ourselves that we have new listeners who likely aren't as familiar with the rich history of this show and haven't had time to go back and listen to the hours and hours of past content. Now, in this segment, I want to focus on a part of this show that is very important to me personally, and that part of the show is me. I always laugh that Dave's idea of a rebrand of the show is to simply refer to the show as what its name is, The Dave and Steve Show with Tracy. Our first section of clips really comes from really a very personal part of my life. As a family man, I often talk about the biggest part of my life, and it's hard to imagine any of my dialogue on the show, not including the immense amount of pride and respect I feel when I talk about my family. Uh, Having a winter birthday really does suck but thanks to the federal holiday of uh the great uh dr martin luther king jr i usually have a three-day weekend on my birthday weekend and uh, but it's during the worst weather season of the year where it's just uh, it's constant rain and cold and the days uh have about 30 minutes of daylight so there's never really uh anything to do also my wife never really has that monday off so the third day is usually me Handling something, the kids or family or whatever, and you know how much I enjoy that, um, uh, Steve. Endlessly. This is
0: this is Tracy's very long-winded way of saying we missed his
2: birthday.
1: Yep, that's that's, that's what I was picking up. <laughs> yep. So anyway, I just want you to be clear that uh, anyway,
2: <laughs> I got your card, <laughs> so <laughs> cards right here.
1: Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to sit around at home since there's not much to do. My family does uh, quite honestly a pretty awful job at celebrating birthdays, yeah. or at least mine for sure. Uh, so I started, I, uh, went to forego that and, uh, went on a drive. So I, I had drove around just Oregon just by myself and, uh, was kind of scouting out places. I might want to ride my motorcycle this, uh, summer. And, uh, so I went to Klamath falls. What I was really trying to do is kind of track over some of the places that, uh, I visited, uh, when I traveled with my dad, when we both worked for, um, a carnival, uh, many, many years ago. And I did some writing in my uh, journal. I ate at some be- best restaurants, uh, that I could find in Oregon. And, uh, also, um, I discovered that, um, if you go out to get in, you order beer, if you're a person that drinks beer and, and, and I will, um, the, you'll find that most of what people have on tap are ipas that seems to be the thing that it's just all there is and but you can occasionally find one other thing though but not in oregon not in a single place i went to and the waitresses they would be like oh well we have this i'm like what is that and they're like let me go check and they come back oh yeah that's an ipa too And, uh, so I just made them like string out a big sample to find out like, cause I hate IPAs. They're absolutely awful. I hate the way they finish
2: hoppy or yeah,
1: they, they just have, they feel like they've been filtered through kind of a dish rag and they just have this really bitter finish that just absolutely suck. And so I'm really more of a Scotch ale kind of person, but it's not easy to find so, so i I, uh, I
0: will drink an ipa if it's ice cold if it is just as cold as it can be without freezing then i don't mind an ipa if it warms up at all it the warm brings out that hoppiness even more and it's it is like you say it's yeah like drinking it's, it's hard to finish so like yeah. i can get yeah.
1: half sometimes i can go well, this will be okay and i find about halfway through the glass i don't want the other half so it's so she brought a whole bunch out for me that uh, I could kind of sample through to find something that was kind of uh, at least where it kind of went citrusy where I could just pretend it was something else like yeah. bubble gum, you know, sparkling water or something. Water, yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was about it. And then I, uh, I hustled back uh, Monday and uh, in time to just uh, have lunch with my five-year-old and that was pretty much the, Highlight of my week, actually. Okay. Well, I uh, I sat at the uh, dinner table and I listened to a very rousing discussion that my family <clears throat> was having very seriously. And I can't tell you how many times I have tried to start uh, perfectly good, serious conversations with my family at the dinner table. And it always uh, it devolves into uh, just chaos and me yelling at everyone. And, and I just kill the vibe, as you may, may expect. But they are earnestly engaged in something that they all care about a lot. And so I began just just listening very carefully because they had, they had points and counterpoints and questions and they would start to interrupt with something and then they'd go, oh no, no, go ahead. I thought you were finished. And they're like being polite and everything. And so it was, uh, and I'm just, I am just befuddled. I am just quiet. I'm listening to the whole thing. And it's really about like, should we switch, uh, should we switch a streaming service? Um, but, uh, uh, so there's uh, there's been a rate hike uh, uh, among one of the uh, major um, um, uh, streaming services, and so uh, th- that happened. We I guess we were grandfathered into it at one point. I don't see the bill. Apparently, I work and pay for it, but I don't see it or anything. <laughs> I hope you had a really good Thanksgiving. Mine was filled with challenges and maybe not the kind you would think. This year I've done, uh, as a family, we did what we've done before a few times. Uh, my my family, my wife and my three boys, they went to Eastern Washington to spend uh, Thanksgiving with my uh, wife's aunt. And uh, and so I didn't go. And this is not atypical for me. I will very often just say, hey, you guys go do that. I don't want to. Uh, we, I mean... If you guys don't know, we've had a pandemic uh, for the last couple of years. And uh, as a result, with school, uh, work, we've spent a lot of time in the same house. And so when you're saying, hey, you know what would make our Thanksgiving really great? What if we could just uh, be in the car together for four or five hours and then just go hang out in some other place and spend Thanksgiving together? It just doesn't sound like anything I'd want to do. And frankly, to be honest with you, my wife could use a break. From me, there's there's just no no doubt about that, and so uh, I just said, "Hey, you guys go, uh, I will stay home." And so, but here's what the great challenge with that is: you cannot let anyone know that you are alone on Thanksgiving. That is the worst thing in the world. In fact, there is more pity given to you. For just a person who was alone on Thanksgiving than anyone holding a sign at an on-ramp uh, or an off-ramp uh, on the on the freeway you're you're in a situation where people have think you must be the absolute loneliest person in the world and maybe I am maybe I'm not but I'm just saying like I can't let people know I cannot let anyone know that my family went to another place to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner and then I stayed home and did nothing Because nobody would allow that. You're like, oh, oh, you know what? Hey, would you be willing to come to our house for Thanksgiving? Now, keep in mind, this is the same people who, after Thanksgiving, will tell you about the interesting challenges they had with their entire family over. And they got, you know, Uncle Larry is over at the table and he has opinions. He has opinions about vaccinations he has opinions about the last election. He has opinions about uh, cryptocurrency and investments. And uh, his wife, his wife, uh, Marjorie, Marjorie, is uh, in a uh, multi-level marketing uh, business that she wants you to be a part of. And uh, she wants you to sell uh, candles and vitamins and and uh, plastic uh, kitchenware. Or something. Who knows? And so there's always some challenges. There's always these family things, and this doesn't turn out right. And mom had her episodes, and they were always. All, and we can't have this person over, and these two two people don't get along. And so they had all the guys that were together in the uh, in the in the other room watching. You know, either the lions or the Dallas Cowboys. The, the kids were home all week, and so they they get done with school really fast, and then they're they're playing like some some amalgam of like lacrosse soccer and rugby, uh, in the, in the loft outside the bedroom. So I'm in the middle of a presentation at work and they kicked a ball and like sent the router flying. And I was knocked off the internet. Like I was gone in the middle of a presentation. I'm sure and you so- stayed
0: nice and calm and had a Frank conversation, uh, like 1950s TV style where you sat the boys down,
2: where where you had you had your wife send send the boys into your study.
0: Yeah, you you <laughs> got
2: you you, around with your smoking pipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Got down on one knee uh, so no. you could you could be at eye level with them and talk to them in a calm voice to explain exactly why uh, that's not acceptable there, behavior. For
1: me there is a tipping point when something gets so bad Like if they were just making noise and they were like just completely like and I'd reminded them to be quiet or whatever and they just wouldn't, that might make me blow a cork. But when they had done this, this had like flipped over so much that I was like just took a deep breath and I'm like this is just it's over. It has gone around the bend now. It's too terrible. This is one of those things where it's not just signaling a bad day. It's signaling a bad decade. Right. And so I'm like, I have soul searching to do. I look at myself in the mirror, splashing cold water on my face, do a little recollection on just number of parenting choices that have gone wrong. Cause I'm, I'm reaping a decade of nonsense and this is my fault. It's just one <laughs> little blip on their radar for me. It's just all part of a terrible life. And so that, and while that's... staring
0: into the, mi- the mirror, you decided which one of the three needed to die.
1: Well, yeah, I did to pretty make early an on in the stage. But uh, I, after calming down, I was able to settle on one. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure.
0: You got to make an example. Uh, so in all seriousness, did you did you have a talk with them? Or was it one of those things where it was undeniably so loud and, and uh-oh, we're in trouble that things got really quiet and they just slunk away? Or was well, they it... were
1: trying to fix it. They knew uh. exactly what had happened. And they went to work fixing it. And then it was just a matter of, like, waiting for it to come back. And it was, you know, so... They were all they were all fine about it. We did talk about it afterwards, just saying like, you know, if you were just a little bit more careful. But I yeah. I don't even know what to do. It's not their fault that I'm working from home. It's not their fault that they are home from school either. It's not an ideal situation. Nobody wants this. It's not their fault that they were born to th- these parents. Sure. <laughs> so i mean we just look around so you know i went a little existential there (laughs) i'm just laughing because of
0: these parents you're one of them and you're like these parents (laughs) yeah
1: you're just these yeah these parents i'm just i'm kind of pointing in the direction of my you know my my wife as well like hey her not not your fault (laughs) so hulu had this really wonderful just story that just tugged at my heart so much because um when two people make a connection and you're kind of rooting for them, you know, Dave, I can tell you're approaching the microphone. You know, probably <laughs> even know the story I'm going to talk You're effectively,
0: about. you're effectively creating your minute in real time right now. Were yes, you, same, where I'm you... <laughs>
1: sandbagging the yeah, entire audience. Yeah. Because, so Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson, oh, there yeah. was this, oh, right. So there is this like story about basically that in a very short period of time, they have become intensely in love with each other and the way that this was from a cinematography standpoint was kind of characterized in sort of the madness of this was for the first one or two episodes was very compelling until i got to the uh to, to the talking penis um episode where I had to look straight into the penis of Tommy Lee (laughs) and that is now a major character in this. And I, and I, and I said to myself, I I think I've gone around the bend here and I I can't watch this anymore. And and I stopped watching it. Really? Yes. That that was, it, it was neither funny for me and it wasn't, and it was, so I'm there with my wife who's never seen another man's penis in her entire sure, life. of course, yeah. So you can imagine the embarrassment yeah. that I'm feeling on yeah. her behalf, yep. and she's seen this. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so I, I just, I, I pause it and I say <laughs> enough, enough of this. And uh, we yeah. went back to watching uh, King of the Hill reruns. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. Listening to me talk about my family is practically like one of those sappy public service announcements from the ad council. And I'm sorry for being so saccharine, but I just want you to know it's real life. That's how my life truly is. Whenever I'm asked about this podcast personally, people are either, you know, impressed, confused, or they're you know, waiting for an apology. But I always give them another option. As listeners to think about. Dave said years ago that if he could have hours and hours of audio of his now departed father talking to his buddies, he would listen to it endlessly. And I could say the same about my own father, who has been gone for many years. This show is more than just us cracking wise. We are giving a gift to our children who will have a greater sense of who their fathers were for at least one hour a week. Thank you for joining me and Dave on this special edition of the Dave and Steve show with Tracy next week. We're back with a whole crew with a brand new episode for Dave and Steve. This is Tracy signing off and thanking you once again for listening to the Dave and Steve show with Tracy.